eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Welcome into the show. I am that guy. I am Mark Grody, and thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being a regular watcher or listener. I truly appreciate that, and I want to make sure that I said it because I feel like I don't say it enough. You know, uh, We got a lot to get to on the show. We're going to hear from Jalen Johnson. We're going to hear from Jaquan Brisker. We are going to hear from Peter King in just a moment, but I just want to start by saying I think this is the first time on a Tuesday, this is Tuesday as we're recording this, that I cannot wait for the next Bears game. Um, You know, I'm at every single practice, wherever the Bears go, I go. And it usually Tuesday, it is actually a day off for everybody. And it's a day to reflect and recap still a little bit. But I can't wait for the challenge that is Cleveland. Cleveland has been a topsy-turvy team, you know, that's been bad on the road, good at home, gave up some points last week, but that is a generally sturdy defense. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Bears offense can do against that defense and to see if the Bears defense continue to carry out something that might be headed, might be headed towards special. So, and we'll preview that game more tomorrow. On this episode of the Daily Score, when I get into that locker room and hear from some of the Bears players on the the Cleveland game, but I think this is the first time that I'm really looking forward to turning the page. There is a page that we can never turn until essentially the offseason and the draft and the combine and all the things that go on because of all the things that we have been trying to figure out, including the future of Justin Fields. You know, there were a couple of regulars today on the Parkins and Spiegel show, one being Peter King, the other being Jalen Johnson. Um, and let's start with Peter King, who has an idea for how the Bears might, could, or should handle the Justin Fields situation. So here's Peter King from the Parkins and Spiegel show on the score. Just say for the sake of argument, I don't think you guys would argue too vociferously if I said, I think there's a good chance San Francisco wins the Super Bowl this year. If 
San Francisco wins the Super Bowl this year, it will mean that six of the last 11 Super Bowls were won by teams that were playing at quarterback the number 75 overall pick in the draft, Russell Wilson, the number 199 overall pick in the draft, Tom Brady, or the number 262 pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. And I don't say that because I say, gee, this just goes to show you, never pick a quarterback high. I don't mean that. You know, obviously, uh, you, you know, you see a lot of guys who are succeeding, even though Lamar Jackson's a low first-round pick, he's succeeding. You see Josh Allen, seventh pick in the first round. Um, and so, you you know, you can uh, be a good player and a successful player and get picked high in the draft. I'm simply saying that if your team isn't ready for them, I don't think it makes any sense. And in the Bears situation, in my opinion, and again, the reason I put so many ifs in there is that you may see Justin Fields revert to some bad football at Cleveland this weekend or, you know, against Arizona, Atlanta, or Green Bay down the stretch. You might see that. I don't know. That's why you don't have to make a judgment for the next month. So don't. Just continue to take in all your information. But if I see enough, and look, everything on Justin Fields isn't positive. You guys watch the games. You see it. It's not all positive. But I've seen enough to know that I would rather have either, if you absolutely, totally, absolutely fall in love with Marvin Harrison, okay, take him number one. Or or maybe trade down to number three and still take Marvin Harrison. But... I think more likely and more logically, I'd be more in favor of a team trading up and giving me three ones for that first pick in the draft so somebody else can take Caleb Williams or Drake May. Hmm. Man, <laughs> if you can get three number ones for that number one pick, if that is to occur, that would be pretty tempting. Now, here's the part where it is so difficult, Like, and there are people – paid to do this and that is to project what is the projection on how long it would take to develop Caleb Williams as an NFL quarterback is he a come out of the shoot going crazy that good is he generational I mean there are so many questions I'm so glad I don't have to attempt to answer what a tough tough thing that that Ryan Poles and his team are going to have to try to figure out when I say his team, I mean, his scouts and, you know, his general manager and, um, you know, his assistant GM, Ian Cunningham, they have to project if they are thinking about Caleb Williams or Drake may, is this the guy that is special and truly generational and how long will it take? Is this a project that's going to take two or three years? Like clearly it's taking um, for Justin Fields. So, that's a tough question, man. Um, and I do like the idea, and we've talked about this too, the idea that Justin Fields has got a number one wide receiver in DJ Moore, and it's a terrific connection. The guy's over 1,000 yards for the season on a losing team this year, and we've seen the difference that he makes. If you've got a second one of those guys, does that make a does that make the jump for Justin Fields? Could it be that simple a la you know, Tua and what he has done in Miami? And I think that – 
I think that Justin Fields is a better quarterback ultimately than Tua Tagovailoa. And Tua is, you know, a guy that has been terrific this year with the weapons that he has. And I think a lot because of that. So that is a model that you cannot deny. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's very tough. It's very complicated. And it's amazing. You know, it, what if the Caleb Williams thing had stayed at a 10 as it was at the beginning of this year um, when he was the slam dunk if you're crazy if you don't take this guy? Because it is not that anymore. I mean, maybe for these GMs and these evaluators it is, but it seems like he has not helped himself in the season, allowing somebody like Drake May to enter the the conversation on the same level, perhaps as Caleb Williams, so all sorts of things, and uh, it is it, as fluid of a situation um, as we've ever had in terms of we're watching Justin Fields develop. We don't even know if the coach and the coordinator are going to be there. We don't even know if the GM is going to be there. I think he will, but um, there are so many things that are swirling and changing. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, was it the heading into the Washington game? Basically. Eberflus was fired if they didn't win that game. Now we're talking about Eberflus like he's definitely going to be back next year. For the record, I, I have always thought because of the way Ryan Poles has glowed about him several weeks ago when he had to get up there and talk about the crap going on with the assistant coaches that he glowed about him. And I locked into that being at the press conference and looking in his eyes and knowing, knowing uh, getting an idea of when Justin or uh, Ryan Poles is being genuine, and he was, <laughs> and it this this little winning streak has not changed anything. It has helped the cause of Matt Eberflus, in my opinion. And I'll let you know if that changes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's move on to, to Jalen Johnson because the, the Bears appear to be putting together a pretty nice core of defensive players, and Jalen Johnson is perhaps the one of the most important parts of it. You know, he and Montez Sweat might be your all-stars, your pro bowlers. We'll see. Um, but he was on the Parkinson Spiegel show on Monday, and guess what's coming up again? Now that Jalen Johnson has four interceptions, he continues to play great. He cut off talks with the team for now, but here's what Jalen Johnson is saying about his contract, the potential extension, and the money he may or may not get from the Bears. I'm curious – if you still feel like you are not trying to reset the cornerback market, because I would say that your play this year is dictating that that would at least be a reasonable stance for you and your agent to take. I feel the same way you feel. Okay. Um, so, um, I feel like there's no more to it. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like at times you got to be realistic with, with your circumstances, your situations, the things that you have put out there and that you haven't put out there. So, I mean, I feel like realistically after this season, I feel like there's not, that that you can say that I'm not doing because I mean I feel like for before this season for three years I've covered at a high rate and it's been a lack of oh well can he get the interception can he get the interception so it's like after this year you can't say I can't cover at a high level 
and I'm not even going to say high level. You can't say I'm not an elite cover guy. You can't say that I can't take the ball away. You can't say that to me like I can't tackle. So, I mean, it's realistically, what is, what is it that I can't do that deserves top paid, top corner paid money? So, I mean, I feel like now there's definitely opportunity and room, and especially if I touch all pro. I mean, I feel like there's not anything that I haven't done that's deserving of it. So, I mean – your 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 take is correct as far as wanting more than initially I was I was thinking. So thinking did the Bears it. miss a chance to get you at a discount before the deadline, Jalen? Did they miss a chance? Um, I was. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, I I, I think I, I'm thinking the same way y'all thinking. How would what what would it feel like if they tag you? If it's at this point, if you got a franchise tag or a transition tag. Um, I mean, money's still good. I can't say that. The money's not good. <laughs> yeah, money is still good. <laughs> money yeah, is still so, good. I mean, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, of course. I mean, of course, with the tag, there's pretty much a one-year deal. Not so much, I would say, uh, stability as far as, like, the future, things like that. I mean, you're playing a one-year deal with no contract. What if you get injured, da 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 But, I mean, I don't, I don't think about innocent stuff like that. And I thought even if they tag me, it's okay. To me, the tag is going to be still going to be good money. It's going to be a lot of money at that. So, I mean, clearly that's where my value is. I feel like if you tag me, then you're pretty much telling me where my value is. So I feel like even after that, it's like, okay, well, when I go to negotiate now, in the sense, I already have my floor where, yep. where I'm. So, I mean, it has it has its pros and cons, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that they'll, not even doubt, I don't think that they'll, let me go. I'm not saying I want them to let me go, but I feel like that we'll we'll get something worked out. I, I'm I'm sure of. Hmm. If they tag me, it's okay. I can't imagine that there have been more than maybe five players ever in the NFL who have said, "There's actually yeah, it's cool if you tag me." Players typically look at it as an indictment. They look at it. Remember Allen Robinson. Yeah, look at it as, you know, a slap in the face. Like, you got no choice but to stay somewhere. So that's kind of cool that Jalen Johnson has a different attitude when it comes to it. And it's Bears have to get something done with Jalen Johnson. At this point, quite frankly, it would be a bad move if they didn't. And it's not just because, wow, then all of a sudden he's got four picks and, you know, some of the stuff that Jalen Johnson was, was um, selling himself on. The Bears have to be seeing that. Ryan Poles knows that cornerback is a premium position. You can lock up that position and not have to worry about it for a while if you do sign Jalen Johnson to an extension. So that's my gut. That that will get done. Lastly, the relationship between Jaquan Brisker and Matt Eberflus is fun. <laughs> We're learning a lot about these two guys because they both – they both have that foot, football mentality. They are football. Um, they're football guys. Jaquan Brisker and his head coach, Matt Eberflus. Jaquan Brisker, who is on the Bernstein and Holmes show every week, every Tuesday on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 The Score, was talking to Dan and Lawrence about more about his relationship with Matt Eberflus. You said a couple of weeks ago you talked about your relationship and the defense's relationship with Matt Eberflus from week to week as things have gotten better. And you guys, you know, since Montez sweat 
has been in the building, our top five defense. What's that relationship been like with Eberflus as the the guy who's calling the defense? And is he going to call more blitzes for you? It's, it's always been um, it's always been good. Um, he tries every week to talk to us, see what we like. Um, he said this is what he's going to call, and and sometimes he'll ask us like. You know, um, is this what you guys like? And sometimes they just roll with it. And I like that about him because, um, you know, he gives us, we give him good feedback. And then sometimes he say he's he just going to call it. Sometimes he'll be like, we're going to see. But, um, you know, him sticking to the game plan and him telling us the game plan makes it a lot easier for us, you know, to let us play. And then the way he teaches us to take away the ball and things like that is, is just so – it's different. And then um, you can feel his energy when he's talking to us. Like, it's, it almost seems like he wants to put on a helmet with us um, when he's explaining stuff in the meetings, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, he gets riled up sometimes and guys and guys be like, oh, oh yeah. Like, so um, it helps us a lot for sure. You, you know that in college he had a 21 tackle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. Did he talk about that this week? <laughs> yeah. No, he he didn't. He didn't. He talked about it in like the beginning of the year. I think when he was like first becoming a DC or during camp, I want to say. 21 tackles for the Flues in a game in his senior year against Northern Illinois. That's a fun relationship. You can see why Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles liked him on draft day. Sometimes you'll hear from GM, like GMs always say they want guys that love football. That's one of those examples though, where it is accurate. A lot of times it's not, but in this case it is. And it's fun to, to hear Jaquan every Tuesday on the score. And it's you know fun covering the guy, quite frankly. I just hope the dude stays healthy out there. The guy takes, you know, uses his body a lot. Um, something I think that as his career goes on, assuming he does have an extended career, Um, that he will learn to quell that just a little bit. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. This has been The Daily Score. For Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody.